Hi, my name is Althea, and this is the Clean Your Room podcast. This is Season 1, Episode 7, and I'm recording this on Tuesday, February 9th, 2021 in Los Angeles, California. If my friend Jane is listening to this episode, happy birthday, Jane. If you, actually anybody, not just Jane, are listening to this episode on Thursday, February 11th, 2021, the day that it comes out, then today is Lunar New Year Eve, so make sure you get all of your cleaning tasks done before the stroke of midnight tonight. If you're listening to this on the following day, Friday, February 12th, 2021, it's Lunar New Year Day already and you should not be cleaning. Just wear some red clothing, relax, no cleaning until Saturday, which is the second day of the year of the ox. So for those of you who are like, what the heck are you talking about? Chinese or Lunar New Year is celebrated by millions of people around the world. I'm Filipino and growing up, my family always appreciated and participated in the cultural cultural traditions around Lunar New Year, particularly anything food related. Um, If you're curious as to what those traditions are, I recommend doing a web search for Lunar New Year. Uh, It's all about inviting luck and fortune into your home and then avoiding sweeping it out on the very same day so that it can last for you all year. Here are some of my favorite traditions. Number one always is eating dumplings, uh, wearing red, which is really easy because I have a lot of red things, uh, get a haircut. Again, you have to do this before the first day starts. And if, you know, you're locked down in your area, or even if your area is opened up and you're not vaccinated, don't go out and get a haircut. Just give your own hair a little bit of a snip. Um, also, I just learned this today because I have a, an article on CNN bookmarked that kind of gives all the do's and don'ts. You're not supposed to shower on Lunar New Year Day, so I might actually take a really, really late shower on Thursday. Um, You're also supposed to pay your bills and debts. So I I mean, I have some debt, like lots of student loan debt and things like that that are are probably never going to be paid, it feels like. Um, I did pay my bills that are due. Uh, So I did that. And then uh, here's one that I don't really like, but since I'm a book hoarder, I should probably really get behind this one. Um, No buying books or magazines for the entire 15-day Spring Festival. I don't know why, uh, but this is from this CNN article that I've been reading. They update it every year around this time, and I've been checking it out since, like, I think 2018 is the first time I started reading this article just to see what they say. Like, there's all kinds of traditions that I don't know or have never heard about. Every year I'm learning something. So changing subjects, it's taken me all the way until episode seven to get my microphone set up. I won't go into the minutia of why it took so long, but thank you to all the listeners who wrote in or DM'd or texted me regarding the variable levels of sound from earlier episodes. Hopefully it will be better now. I'm just going to chalk that up to the growing pains of podcasting, even though this is already my second podcast I've made, and I should absolutely have known better than to try this without a proper mic. Also, I say all, like it was a lot of people that told me that. It was like two or three people. So thank you to Shruti and everybody else who mentioned it. I did get a mic and the audio level should be a lot better going forward. But I'm actually a little tempted to go back and re-record the previous episodes but I don't really have time for that right now, so mm, not anytime soon. 
Uh, today's episode is about planners and to-do lists, and I'm just going to take my time on this one since I kind of rushed through the last episode about book organization. I'm still figuring out my podcast style, but now that I've tried it, the short, hurried, get it over with style is not for me. I'm more like rambling, I guess. <laughs> So hopefully you're into that. It's just something that I had to try last week that was mostly out of necessity because I threw out my back and that threw off my whole schedule. So I'm going to mention a few brands in this episode and I just want to let you know that these are totally organic recommendations. They are not paid or sponsored ads. You can find links to everything that I mention on my website cleanyourownpodcast.com on the show notes for this episode as uh, season one episode seven which I think I'm going to call life is what happens. I like the Beatles song. And I will make sure that any referral links with discounts are clearly marked with what they do in case you want to get a discount and you want to help me get that same discount. That's usually the trade-off that we get. So it's a win-win. Um, and I skipped reviews last week, I think. So here's one from Wendy, who you may have heard about before. She said, quote, inspiring. This podcast inspired me to get after my goals. I needed this, end quote. Actually, I feel like I've already read that. Maybe I just read this aloud to myself several times. I don't remember. <laughs> Listeners, I get to see Wendy's apartment once a week on Zoom because she's my trainer and she's a really tidy apartment. So great job. Keep it up, Wendy. Get after your goals. You can do it. Um, I actually think this is a great review to be reading for this episode in particular because planning and to-do lists is really about goal setting and achieving those goals. I know Wendy is having a little struggle this week because she is fostering a formerly stray kitty for our friend Esmeralda, who is at the TNR girl on Instagram. Uh, I hope everything works out for everybody. Um, I mean, maybe she doesn't stay with you and that's okay. Um, uh, and also maybe we'll do a pet episode eventually, although I can really only talk about organizing and cleaning cat stuff. So if anybody wants to be on the show and talk about their other pet, dog, rabbit, bird, horse, question mark, I don't know. You let me know. Um, if you are enjoying the podcast and are listening on Apple Podcasts or somewhere that has star ratings and reviews, I would love it if you would rate and review the show or even just tell a friend or family member about it that might be interested in listening to or thinking about cleaning and organizing techniques. I'd really appreciate your help in spreading the word about the show. So tell your friends and family. We're on Spotify. I say we like there's more than one person here. It's just me. I'm on Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, and Radio Public. I'm going to pause now for that Anchor ad and I'll be right back. So one of the main things I had to figure out when I was starting to bring myself back from the borderline of hoarding behavior that I was experiencing and engaging in the last like five to 10 years uh, was how to get back into the habit of cleaning and organizing and learning again how to make decisions, better decisions about acquiring and eliminating stuff. If you missed episode four, Big Move Energy, where I talk about the mindset that I had as far as hoarding and collecting, I just think that episode in particular is great if you wanna peek into my mind and um, learn about how I process things or make decisions. But you don't have to have listened to it already to get a bunch of information from this episode. So I used to be much more organized when I was in high school because every year they would put out this little planner notebook that you could get from the school store and I would make a point of really filling that thing out with 
check boxes, notes, contact info. I would also get kind of more for my personal use and amusement for non-school things. I would get a Ziggy planner every year. Do you remember Ziggy? I don't know why I identified so much with a little bald white dude, but I did. Um, anyway, why am I talking about planning and list making on a show that's about cleaning and organization? I think the mindset and habits of planning and list making are crucial to keeping a clean house. First of all, a lot of the time cleaning and organizing gets set aside. We procrastinate on those tasks because we think we don't really have time for them. I'm too busy. I have work. I have school, etc. Even though a lot of us are pretty much stuck at home and have nowhere to go, nothing to do, there's still this perception that we don't have the time. Or it might be a thing where you legitimately don't have the energy to clean. Um, if you're having some kind of physical or mental struggle, I know I end up with this all the time. Like when I get depressed, I'll start kind of feeling the oppression of having clutter and dirt all around me. And then sometimes I'll get this idea into my head that I'm going to go clean the fridge and I open the door. I'm like, no, I'd rather go knit or watch TV or take a nap or something uh, like that, but not this thing. Um, so planning and list making can really help us manage our time and energy more efficiently so that we can get the things that we need to do done to keep our house clean and organized and do those things regularly enough so that, um, you know, we're keeping our house maintained and not having to do a deep clean every time because we didn't do any cleaning for like four months. Uh, planning things out is already really good for me because I have anxiety and checking off little boxes on to-do lists really helps me quell those feelings of uncertainty. The main thing is we form these habits to plan, list, clean, and organize so that we're not spending all our time cleaning. I would argue that you want to spend as little time as possible cleaning from day to day so that you can read or watch video games or take a walk watch video games, I said, play video games, watch TV, take a walk, or even, you know, do whatever fun, fulfilling, creative thing that you want to do with your time. As a hoarder, I find I typically will end up in a churn cycle where I'm just cleaning, quote unquote, the same thing over and over again without actually dealing with it. Um, well, planning and listing your cleaning tasks and everything else in your life can help you deal with things and actually get tasks done. By the way, Getting Things Done is the title of a book by David Allen. I've mentioned this book before. It's on my bookshop.org page. Uh, this is a book that I recommend for anyone to read who is having trouble achieving goals or making decisions. You don't even necessarily have to read the actual book. It's been around for so long that other people on the internet have boiled down the information into articles and flowcharts and graphics that can help you understand the getting things done methodology or GTD as aficionados call it. Learn the process of getting things done and use that as a filter to figure out what is all the stuff that you need or want to do. What can you just get done right now and check off your list real quick? Uh, what do you have to plan ahead for? What do you need to delegate to someone else? Um, is there info that you have that's just for reference or is it for a future goal or dream? Or is it something that's not serving you at all and just needs to get out of your life? Uh, I'm not going to full on explain everything that David Allen explains in his books or that the internet explains about GTD. If you just search for getting things done, you can uh, find much more meaningful instruction uh, about all of it than I can give with just talking at you right now. 
but I will say that reading and learning from GTD, even if I don't perfectly execute it every time, it certainly has helped me with two big parts of planning. The first is prioritizing. People often tell me that I seem to accomplish so many things in so little time. How do I do it? Um, it's through prioritizing. Um, one of those things is like deciding, do I actually need to do this thing? Sometimes you don't have to do the thing and that saves you a bunch of time and you can do something else. <laughs> or um, if you have a task that uh, sounds really big and insurmountable and that's the reason why you're trying not to, you're like procrastinating and not doing it. So this is the other thing that getting things done taught me it, how to break things down into smaller steps. So let's say I have to bake cookies. Well, it's not just bake cookies like, you know, this this big one thing. It's um, I preheat the oven, which takes a couple of seconds and then I just wait for a bunch of minutes, right? Um, and then I take a few minutes to measure everything out or 10 minutes to do all the mixing steps, which are, you know, cream the butter and sugars, mix the wet ingredients, mix the dry, mix the mix in like chocolate chips and stuff like that, and then measure them out into balls. So all of that takes maybe 10, 15 minutes total while the oven is preheating. So I'm already multitasking. And then you bake each batch for 12 minutes and usually it's two trays and usually I have to refill them once and cool them for a little while in between. So let's say a total of like 30, 35 minutes. So adding all of that up is uh, like six or seven tasks. And if I also add on uh, listening to a podcast or an audiobook during that 40 or 50 minutes, I'll actually have done two things at once that I can both cross off the list. Overall, the strategy of GTD has helped me overcome anxiety about completing tasks by making me break them down into smaller, actionable steps. It makes me assess how long something will really take instead of thinking, oh, this is going to take forever. And then it makes the whole process usually seem more doable than it is daunting. Uh, I can tell when I'm a quarter of a way done, halfway done, almost done, and I can tell when I've achieved the goal and I get the satisfaction of crossing something off the list. So if you have a goal, whether it's something that's a one and done or something more of a long range project, like developing a cleaning routine or organizing a lot of stuff in a certain part of your house or being less forgetful or being more punctual or taking better care of yourself. Um, getting things done might be the way forward for you, particularly if you, like me, have anxiety and need a little help to get your mindset to a place where you can get after your goals. So even after I learned about GTD, I had one thing I kept doing consistently that kept getting in my way, and that's that I would make a planner list, but then I would promptly misplace the list in a pile of paper somewhere because... And I hate to keep saying it, but I am a borderline hoarder and I just have piles, sometimes just boxes of paper and things that I'm going to deal with, but don't deal with. So a couple of years ago, I decided I had to take a different strategy and do something about this losing planes and lists issue. First, I had to get into the habit of immediately entering things either into my phone, calendar or notes. As soon as a thing happened, um, if it was for work, I had to put in Outlook. If it was personal, it went in the Google Calendar or Notes, which also makes it accessible on all of my other devices and on my Google account. Like to this day, if I go to the dentist, when Latrice, the receptionist, gives me my new cleaning appointment, I just stand there and I don't leave her desk until I'm done putting the date and time and the event name into the calendar. Also, if there's something that involves another person, 
I immediately invite them to the event so that they can put it also on their calendar. In notes in particular, I really love being able to search for something and to be able to share a note with another iCloud user. Uh, there are lots of other apps too that I think make really great note-taking apps. I won't have time to go through all of them, but one that I learned of recently is called GoodNotes. And I think it's about $8 on the App Store. It's a really great app for iOS and Mac. I really like it because if you're writing with an Apple Pencil on your iPad, your handwriting becomes searchable text, <laughs> which is really cool for a person who makes notes and then forgets where she put, puts them. Um, this is a lifesaver because I can just search for the thing that I'm thinking of and be able to find it on my iPad. I learned about this app from Passion Planner, which is a woman-owned Filipino-founded company that you can find at passionplanner.com. You can also go to my website, cleanyourroompodcast.com, or my link tree in my social profiles to use my affiliate link and get $5 off your order if you're a new customer. I'll also get $5. That would be nice. Um, Passion Planner makes both physical and digital planners with interesting pages to help you plan for very particular things. For example, there's a water tracker, uh, workout trackers, they have finance trackers, and all kinds of different formats. They have super cool stickers, which I know I didn't really need them, but I bought them anyway because I wanted to support the company, and I like stickers. <laughs> so not only do they have planners that they give away to students, they also provide downloadable PDFs for free of almost all the pages that they make. So if you are on a budget or you just want to try them out, or if you have page formats that they make that you just want to add to the planner that you're already using, you can download the pages for free on their website. Uh, I downloaded some, but I also went ahead and paid for my digital planner because I think it's a really cool company and I want to support them. They also have a YouTube channel and Instagram where they provide lots of tips, a lot of them sourced from the community, more than I could ever tell you about planning and goal setting, so be sure to check them out. They also have a hashtag, uh, which is PashFam, that's P-A-S-H-F-A-M, and a bunch of other ones like that in case you want to check out the creative ways that their community is using um, passion planners. They also have planners that have no date. So you don't necessarily have to get a new planner every single year, which I really appreciate that kind of savings and economy. Uh, you can use their PDFs and their digital sticker packs actually in conjunction with GoodNotes. That's how I learned about this thing. Um, that's what I've been doing this year to make sure that I stop, stay on top of everything that I need to do. This year, there's quite a lot. Mostly I'm using the digital planner for work, for school, and for anything to do with this podcast. Anything that I definitely need to remember or have searchable, I'm going to have to put it in some kind of digital format because otherwise I'm going to lose that list or post it or whatever. Um, if you have a digital website or app, something that you, something digital, I keep saying digital, <laughs> digital, uh, something that you like to use for organizing or planning, I'd love to hear about it. Uh, I haven't even talked about some of my other favorite tools like Trello, Notion, uh, more of them. I will link them in the show notes though, and we can come back to them in a future episode. Just a reminder again, all of the show notes are at cleanyourroompodcast.com. The second half of my planning and list strategy is having the analog planner. So I've got my digital stuff going. I have the analog one. The For the last few years, I've been buying the 18-month planner from Rifle Paper Company, which is a stationary company run by artist Anna Rifle Bond. You've probably seen them. They have really big, bright floral 
decorations. I really like them. Um, anyway, they make these spiral bound hardback planners, which I love because aside from being really pretty, they also lay flat to write in them. And I'm a lefty, so usually things that don't open flat annoy the heck out of me because they can get really smudgy depending on what I'm writing with. Um, I also like that year after year they consistently put out the same size book so I can collect my planners together on the shelf and they look like they belong with each other. Not everything that I have has to match, but I do love my matching yearly planners, even if I didn't write a lot in the 2021. It's mostly empty after March 13th. Um, in the analog version of my planner, I track things like cleaning tasks menus, uh, TV shows, movies I've watched. Back when we used to go to movies or watch live theater, I would write down the name of the show, where we went to see it, and with whom we saw whatever it was. This is more like a diary, so the day-to-day -day routine, reminders to clean things, stuff that has more to do with personal care or hobbies rather than career or school stuff. This is more of a record of what I did with my days than it is something that I'm using to set forward goals. It's more of a, a to-do list of stuff that happens on repeat um, and also like a list of accomplishments like especially when I'm kind of feeling down on myself I'm like look back at my planner and be like no I did all these things I accomplished all these things um, and then in both the digital and analog planners I'm actually doing myself another favor by handwriting both of them writing by hand helps you remember and learn things Maybe not if you're Bart Simpson, but for me, writing things down helps my memory, which I admit is not as good as it used to be. I also learned a habit of taking time each day or at least every couple of days to update my planners for the coming and past week so that I'm not just blindly going for forward from day to day with no idea of where I'm going or where I've been. Now, you may be wondering also in terms of planning and making lists, what if I don't want to have to buy anything? What if I need a system that is a little more informative than my loose system of planning and listing? So look no further than Ryder Carroll's system, which you may have heard of. It's called the Bullet Journal Method or Bujo for short. I haven't 100% internalized these rules, so you'll actually have to check out his website, bulletjournal.com, or even just look at the hashtag Bujo wherever you look for info on social media. That's B-U-J-O. The great thing about the system is that you can use any notebook. It doesn't have to be pre-printed or marked like most planners that you can buy. Also, if you're like me, you might already have a ton of blank notebooks just hanging around waiting to be used, and you can use that for this. Uh, Bujo is an organizational notation system that indexes the notes that you make for yourself and uh, gives you a system for like pushing goals and tasks forward until they get done. There are a ton of free resources and videos to introduce you to the system, so just look for them online and I'll post a few in the show notes as well. I listened to the audiobook, which I borrowed from LA Public Library through the Libby app. I also ended up buying the book because I like having the visuals and... Yeah, I keep mentioning I'm a book hoarder. To be honest, I just like having the book. <laughs> After I've actually tried Bujo before and not had it take, but I do really want to learn the method because I think I have further to go and grow as far as being organized and achieving my goals. So we'll probably talk about that in a future episode, but I just wanted to throw it out there in case you're a person that's struggling to make plans or figure out to-do lists and projects there's a great resource that you could be tapping into for help. Learning the system is free and you can use paper or notebooks that you already have in your home. 
You can even just get a plain $1 composition notebook and use that. Uh, one more planning and listening tool that I want to tell you about is the Clear app. There are many such apps available. Some are free, some have in-app purchases. I happen to already have the Clear app because a long, long time ago, Starbucks used to have an app of the day promo. And every day I would go there to get the little card to get a free app with my mocha. So I think it's like $5 to buy it now. But the reason why I like it is it has some really simple and clear, I guess that's why they call it clear, checklist functions. You can create a task, add a reminder, move it up and down in priority on your list. You can check it off and delete it. You can check it off temporarily and be able to put it back later. For example, if you periodically remind yourself to clean the refrigerator, you can swipe it right to put it at the bottom of the list, swipe it right again to reactivate it, or swipe it left to get rid of the task forever. It's basically Tinder, but you're dating your own to-do list. Anyway, it's really handy for me and it might just work for you too. So check it out. Again, this is not a sponsored ad. They're not paying me. Um, it's just a tool that I like and wanted to share with you. Now that you know all of the tools and systems that I use to keep my time organized, how can that help you clean your room? First, I would say create a short list of the places in your home that you most need help keeping clean. Next, prioritize those areas of your home. Like, do you want to tackle the hardest, worst, dirtiest, most organized area first? Or like David Allen of GTD might recommend, do you want to do the quickest, shortest, easiest to clean area and just check that off your list and feel accomplished that you did it? Um, next, break down each task, each big task into smaller actionable tasks and give each one of those things a realistic amount of time. So for example, let's say I want to clean the fridge. I'm going to take all the food out, immediately toss everything that's spoiled. That's maybe 10 to 15 minutes. I'm gonna wash all the shelves, drawers, and surfaces, another 10 to 15 minutes, depending how gnarly anything is, and then clean everything that's going back into the fridge to make sure that those items aren't carrying mold or bacteria back into the fridge. That's probably another 15 to 30 minutes, depending on how full the fridge was. Uh, if you're also doing this to the freezer, keep in mind it's like half the size of your fridge, so usually it's only another 20 to 30 minutes tops to get through the whole freezer. And you don't have to clean it nearly as often. I only clean my freezer like once or twice a year. Now you add up all the time. So I have 35 to 60 minutes to clean the refrigerator. And that's a deep, deep clean where I actually watch, wash everything, not just a quick pass to toss any rotting food. So now look at your planner. And now you're going to figure out two things. When is the next day coming up that you're probably going to have enough time and energy to spend an hour or half an hour cleaning the fridge or whatever task that you decided you're going to do? Once you pick a date, put that on your planner. Let's say clean the fridge one hour, like set a time. You can put a little checkbox if you want. Now you're going to look at when are you going to need the cl to clean the fridge again? What's the cadence of this fridge cleaning thing? Are you pretty clean and tidy and are you committed to trying to keep things in order in between cleanings? Like, can you get away with only deep cleaning the fridge once a month? Maybe. Maybe things devolve way more quickly if you live with other people. And I'm not just talking about the fridge in this case. We could be talking about uh, the bathroom, the clothes closet, your sock drawer. Things will descend into chaos. It's kind of inevitable. 
Um, but every time you can bring things back from the brink of annihilation. Okay, maybe that's a bit dramatic. Just go with it. Um, let's say you spend an hour or two deep cleaning and the thing you can do to establish a wider cadence so that you're not spending an hour cleaning your fridge every week is to block off much shorter amounts of time to do a mini clear. Um, whatever time that you can spare. Maybe once a week you spend 15 minutes, go through everything, just throw out the worst of the stuff. Maybe it's 10 minutes a week. Maybe you have two minutes a day where you just stand at the fridge every day and do a quick sweep for anything that is moldy or smelly or spilling or out of place. Just think of that two minutes that you're spending as buying yourself more time, more days until the next time that you need to do a deep clean. I actually have it down to where I only need to deep clean the refrigerator uh, maybe eight to 10 times per year. So that's under 12 hours that I need to spend each year worrying about fridge cleanliness. So that's how you come up with and establish a cleaning routine. Obviously you have to do all these parts for all the places that you wanna um, tidy up in your home. But uh, even if you skip a cleaning or if you have to clean before your next scheduled time because that problem area got kind of out of control, that's okay, no judgments. You do what you have to do. Planning is just a way of envisioning a cleaner, better home and then blocking off time to get things done so that you can spend less time cleaning and more time living your life. I think that if you go through this process and add up all the trouble areas of your home, uh, all of the steps required to deep clean problem areas and all the time required to do mini maintenance tasks in between, you can actually really open up your schedule to the things that you would rather be doing by getting done the things that you have to do. Uh, if you try these exercises, whether you like them or not, whether they work for you or not, I'd love to hear about it. Also, what do you use to plan and make lists? I love to hear about you and your techniques. I'm an Apple person, but I know a bunch of you listening might not be. You might have Android devices. You might have voice assistant devices that you like. Uh, you might really prefer analog and just a pad and paper. You might already be a bullet journaler. I would love to learn from you as well as hear um, about especially things that uh, I've only skimmed the surface of because this is a really new podcast, guys. And I would really like to cover these topics more fully in another episode, especially if you're interested or if any of you want to share. Uh, you can leave me an audio message or send me an email in case you want to give any feedback on anything that I have said uh, on this show, not just this episode. Uh, you can find the links to how to send an audio message and all of my social media on cleanyourroompodcast.com. You can also email into info at cleanyourroompodcast.com. Again, you'll find this and all of the links I've mentioned at cleanyourroompodcast.com. Maybe you have a suggestion for a future topic that you would like me to dive into on the show. Definitely tell me about it. Can't guarantee, but I do listen to feedback and I would love to accommodate your needs and wants in the realm of cleaning and organization. If you take photos or videos of, of your space before and after organization and would like to share them with the rest of the audience, please use the hashtag CleanYourRoomPodcastChallenge to share these on Instagram and TikTok. You can follow me on both platforms at CleanYourRoomPodcast. I'm also on Twitter as Fruitjuice, that's F-R-O-O-T-J-O-O-S. Not really on there, I guess, but that's that's my Twitter. Um we also have a Facebook page, Clean Your Room Pod, The Clean Your Room Podcast, and a Facebook group, which is just Clean Your Room Podcast without the. 
if you'd like to discuss, ask questions, or share your cleaning challenges, you can find links to that from my social media profiles, Linktree, and cleanyourroompodcast.com. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can do so in a variety of ways. Uh, you can subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. You can rate or review the show. You can make a monthly contribution through our anchor.fm page, and you can even shop from our bookshop page, which also supports independent bookstores across the country with every purchase. Find us at bookshop.org shop slash podcast. I'm adding new books on there every week. Tangentially, today I learned that the University of Washington Bookstore, or ubookstore.com in Seattle, Washington, is the local bookstore for romance author Julia Quinn. So if you, like me, are a huge Bridgerton fan and you want signed copies of all her books and you have a bit of patience and can wait for her sold-out books to be reprinted, I learned from my friend Twee that you can even order you can even order the sold-out books. And in a few weeks or months or whenever they're able to get them printed, uh, they will get them signed by Julia Quinn. And then they just mail them to your house, which is amazing. Um, I will definitely be clearing some shelf space for that to happen. If you haven't seen the very sexy historical but also inclusive romance series Bridgerton on Netflix uh, by Shondaland, uh, it is fantastic. I can't wait for the next season. Now that I've seen it once, it's going on my list of fun shows to listen to while cleaning. Don't clean or organize during your first watch because you will miss some really amazing, beautiful visuals. Uh, the costuming is great. The cast is fantastic. I really enjoyed it. Yes, I did actually write in my analog planner about when I started and finished watching the show. It was uh, excellent and I'm so excited for it to continue. Okay, enough gushing about Bridgerton. On to the credits. Clean Your Room podcast is hosted and produced by me, Althea Allure. The original opening music is called Bubble Guts, also composed by me. The podcast logo was illustrated by Ashlyn Anstey. You can find more about her artwork and writing at ashlyna.com. That's A-S-H-L-Y-N-A.com. This episode was sponsored by and produced on Anchor FM by Spotify. Thanks again for listening. This is Althea signing off and reminding you to clean your room. Thank you.